Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 134. You are with your high priest of Conchu, Ray, always here, always vigilant, trying to protect the travellers of the night, but sometimes I just leave it to the uh, the big fella. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to our show. Uh, I have a special guest, a long-time loony member, um, always a pleasure to have him on this show. A big welcome to Chad, the power of Chad. How are you going, Chad? Pretty good. Good morning to you. Yes, again, Chad, is uh, he's taking the hit for the team. We hours in the morning. Yeah, you know, he, he shrugs at the thought. Patreon listeners, Patreon watchers can see it. Um, but... Yeah, it's quite a comfortable time for me, so I'm very grateful. Thank you, Chad, for coming on board. We've got plenty of stuff to chat about, but before any of that, Chad, look, how have you been? It's been been ages since I've been able to chat with you. Yeah, it's been, uh, I think, a little bit before Round Robin. Which I... was a while, a yeah. while ago. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty good. New job, going really well. Uh, let's see, went and saw the Misfits live and that was, that was intense. Nice. You're a, you're a huge Misfits fan. Oh yeah. For those that don't know, (laughs) uh, many comments that Chad makes in the group. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, um, apologies for my ignorance, Chad. Uh, a lot of, is it Danzig? Um, yeah. Is he part of the Misfits? No. Uh, he, he's the lead vocalist yeah. and there's been some change in the hierarchy off and on, but now he's back doing reunion shows with them and all that mm-hmm. jazz. Okay. Okay. And how was the, how was the concert that you, was that long ago? Was it a few, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks no. ago? Uh, a couple months ago. It was oh. midway through October. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, and who um who supported anyone of note? Uh, the Damned, that's kind of a big one. Okay. Um, let's see. There was Bob Dylan. Was he there? <laughs> no. <laughs> the Cro-Mags. They're kind of another punk band. Okay. Um, there was a couple other ones, but yeah, those were like the big three that I was going there for. Okay, nice one. Nice. Oh man, it's been ages since I've watched live any live music um my partner eve's uh, she's she's a huge music fan as well we we both love our music uh, different sorts of music not your not your misfits so uh, i think we'll be going to see alanis morissette <laughs> um, i think well, in, that's a uh, jagged little pill <laughs> uh look i you know i don't, don't mind her music i respect her as a musician i don't really know much of her rather than her, her hits but um, Eve's a big fan, so we might try and find a babysitter for that and uh, go out and I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm, you know, 
not as uh, agile as I was before. <laughs> so <laughs> it might be just some some seats somewhere. Jeez, I sound like a bloody grandpa. But anyway, anyway, uh, cool. Well, yes. So Looney's um, also off the top as well. It's it's awesome to have Chad here. A little. We had a little message as always to our Patreon members. This is. Uh, going to be released as a video exclusive for them. You too can become a Patreon member. I just wanted to do a big shout out as well to a new Patreon member, Joey Agliata. He was on the show a couple of couple of episodes, oh no, last episode with us. Um, big gaming fan and a huge comic book fan as well, let it be said. Uh, so he's picked uh, up the Frenchie tier, so he's, um, he's in the co-producer credits there. And I just wanted to give a little... A little spiel as to what you can expect. So Joey's thrown in um, five bucks, which is um, pretty generous. Thank you very much, Joey. Uh, and for the Frenchie tier, you get a shout out on the show. Tick. <laughs> you get, <laughs> you, get um, you get the ITK monthly digest, which will come out um, around about the beginning of the month, towards the end of this month. Uh, it just it maps out what's planned for the month uh, and some news and and all that. So that's that's pretty cool. That replaces the the weekly newsletter, which um, which I'd released on a weekly basis. Uh, Joey gets access to these sorts of videos. Um, so you're listening um, to the show now, but yeah, as I mentioned, there's a video of it. You can watch Chad drinking a coffee. You can watch me drinking some whiskey. Um, and obviously there's, well, not obviously, there is 24-hour exclusive access before it's um, dropped to the rest. Um, also, Joey is privy to uh, separate files for our audio serial adventure, The Hunt for Red October, uh, not for Red October, The Hunt for Koji's <laughs> Golden Scepter. Uh, he gets a co-producer. Lay off the whiskey, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, I've only had one or two sips, which is a scary thing. Um, also, access to live streams, so if Joey wants, he could jump in here, we could say hello, um, he can chat on. Uh, the bonus episodes, which we'll release um, coming up, I think, Chad, there's a little something that we can chat about, a bit of an exclusive there. And uh, and also, he's privy to some um, a magnet sticker or button, so that's really nice for the, from the ITK store so you too if you become a member there's plenty of incentives please consider it um and thank you once again joey so chad i'm um, just mentioning talking about bonus episodes so we've had a bit of a yes a bit of a powwow with a few others um why don't you let listeners know what we're kind of thinking of doing which just sounds pretty exciting let's see here um Looking at the sheet here, not seeing the bonus episode. Just no, oh, it's oh. not down there. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you've railroaded me into. I've railroaded. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm, I'm throwing you into the deep end here. No, um, it was the four of us, and um, yeah, we are thinking of doing our top five Moon Knight artists, and and we could probably expand this later on, depending on how. How cool! What feedback we get? Um, maybe do writers down the track, but this will be a fun thing. I mean, obviously there'll be overlap, um, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think we've got to structure it with. Um, I mean, obviously we can't have overlap, but I- I'm going to go for some maybe some curly ones because uh, there are plenty of artists that have done Moon Knight, which I think should get some sort of recognition. 
Um, so I've got, I mean, I've shared with you, I think my five or at least three of them. Um, yeah, uh, how about yourself? Have you got your five nutted out? I think you have as well, yeah? I've got four of the five four. taken care of. Okay. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have some overlap because, yeah. you know, across everyone that's, you know, supposed to be showing up for it, we just, we have some varied tastes. Yes. But yeah. it's pretty good. It is pretty good. And it'll be interesting to see why we like the particular artists or to hear why we like them. So uh, that's something definitely to look forward to. Well, Looney's also as well, um, the main reason why Chad is with me as well, we are going to do a, a Lunar Pick review, which is a comic book review. This time around, it's Modern Run, a Modern Run. And as I mentioned, it will be on Bendis, his issue five, um, which is a volume six. So um, we've got that in store in the second half of our show. But again, before that as well, Chad, I've just put a couple of things in here. Um, I thought um, I thought you know you'd be interested in, in as well. I'm going to jump straight off the bat here. Um, Cullen Bunn has been released. Uh, has been released. He's doing Shadow Man on Valiant Comics. So, as many listeners would probably know, uh, Chad and myself are, are, are big Valiant fans. Well, in particular, Shadow Man. Um, how yeah. Did you, yeah. How did you take this news, Chad? Because you spoke to the guy. So. I'm pretty excited about it because obviously it's Colin Bunn. The guy knows his horror. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of my wheelhouse. But when they announced it, they also released the fact that they're going to be doing several assorted uh, variant covers, all inspired by famous horror movies. Oh, that's right as well, yes. And they're beautiful, especially the one for Halloween. Mm-hmm. It has, you know, like the guy's face right up. And it's the same silhouette and everything as Michael Myers' mask. And it's the same type of, like, emotionless stance. And it's just like, yeah, I think I'm going to have to get those. Yeah. Do, do you recognize uh, all the other covers, like all the other horror shows? Um, I could bring it up real quick. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I'm wondering. I mean, they uh, they do look beautiful as well. I, if I had enough coin in the purse, I would I'd definitely be getting it. I've actually stopped my um, current pulls, Chad. So I've gone on a bit of a um, classic reprints um, binge, so to speak. So I've been putting all my all my coin into that, which is great. I, I love it. Um, but I can't do both because it's you know just too expensive. But something like Shadow Man, obviously Moon Knight, when Moon Knight gets his title, and we'll get to it later in the news with Avengers, the Age of Conchu, I am definitely looking to to pick up those. But um, everything else I've had to drop reluctantly, with a huge reluctance. Um, so yeah, yeah. Have you pulled up the uh, got the covers happening there? Uh, let's see here. I found the original ones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one for us, the Jordan Peele. Oh, is that the one with um, the um, spooky eye looking straight at us? <laughs> oh, that one. Okay. It's the mask coming off. Uh, yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's a nice one. Um, there's this one, which I'm pretty sure is inspired by uh, Pumpkinhead. 
It's oh, okay. Like slashing through there. Um, and then here we go. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, that's the that's one. That's the I saw. Halloween inspired that's Halloween. one. Yes. Right. I didn't know that was Halloween, but that was the one that was most striking to me. Actually, I thought that was the the best one. So, yeah. I mean, Colin Bunn, pretty pretty cool. I mean, he's done um, stuff like uh, Venom, like Edge of Venom verse. He's he's been here. He's been around the traps for a while. He's done Punk Mumbo, which is uh, I love that mini series from yes. Valiant. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's so closely tied to Shadow Man, and um, oh, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I mean, let it not be said as well, Chad. I think Shadow Man, look, without trying too hard to make parallels between him and, and Moon Knight, um, I like the element of Shadow Man because there is this thing where, I mean, he's um, kind of got this burden on his back, which is the lower, and and it's to me it's kind of similar, kind of similar to Conchu in that lowers his higher kind of power, but um, he seems to... Um, kind of possess and control um shadow man jack boniface is the the character um very kind of tortured soul and he and he jumps to the dead side so yeah it's a lot to do with a lot to do with death and stuff um but a very interesting character highly recommend it for any loonies who may want to check out valiant um because they're going to be known a bit more now chad with the bloodshot movie coming out are you you're gonna look are you gonna be checking that out or if my little podunk theater actually takes it, <laughs> I live out in the sticks. So, oh right, yeah. so just yeah. Oh, it might be big enough, like you know, for mainstream. I don't know, like um, I'm sh- yeah, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. Um, yeah, so that'd be good. Colin Byrne as well. Yeah, he's done stuff like Deadpool. He's obviously he's written Moon Knight as well. Let's not forget that. So he's more than capable. So a very exciting series to come up. Uh, also, yeah, Chad, just a little touching base, maybe letting the loonies know about our Fantasy Comic League. It's still going ahead. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and look, totally understandable. Brian, who's hosting it, um, life's quite busy. He's had another child as well. So things have been a little quiet on that front, but he's still managed to, to pump out the cards and the points for us. So we know what's kind of happening. This is our Season 3 Started off in January. Tommy, um, I think he took out January, um, I believe. So um, we're into February now. I'm happy to say that um, thanks to Doctor Strange uh, in the lead. You have, Chad, you've got Wolverine. I think he's going to be killing it like now with the solo title just out. Yeah, hopefully. Um, So he's been a little dormant. Yeah. Everyone's been dormant for me every single <laughs> runabout, except for Conan, one, no, two weeks. Yeah, I, I can't believe it, because I was looking at the cards, and on paper, your drafts are pretty damn good. It's like, you know, Conan, I think it's Venom, um, Wolverine, and I can't Doom. Remember, and Doom as well. Um, but you're not having any luck. Oh, that's little Macy there, stalking talking his prey but yeah um fantasy comic league a lot of fun as well and again for for like new new listeners um people that have joined the group most recently we do participate in the fantasy comic league like it's kind of like a um, football fantasy league but it's for comic books uh it makes it a little interesting chad because i as i mentioned i don't collect the weeklies so um i'm just going off um 
there are some stats, you, you know, appearances and um, and all that. That's that's what I just go off anyway. So <laughs> I think I picked Colossus because I didn't want anyone else to pick him because he's got like one of the most appearances. But in my heart of hearts, I know that he's not going to do much. <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, it kind of depends on how Juggernaut's going to go, because those are two oh, very closely yes. knit characters. That's a, that's a series that I'm actually looking forward to as well. That would be cool. How do you feel about him being kind of on the good side now these days? Or, well, recently-ish. I've kind of always felt bad for Can Marco. Dude mm. has always been, like, lumped into the one role. Mm. And no one's really cared to get into him. And now he's actually got his own solo. It's a mini, mm. but it's a solo. Yeah. Oh, I reckon... Oh considering to at least get the the trade of it in digital or something it um it's very interesting yeah i mean he's quite an interesting character character with um citorak um the crimson you know the ruby that he got and how the fact that he's mm-hmm. actually not a mutant unless i've retconned that i don't know but he technically he's not a mutant he um he got I his thought he had... sorry sorry um i thought he had some mutant abilities but most of it is like forward pushing and indomitability is all based off the gem right okay i well they may have retconned it because um from the old classics yeah he was just the jealous sporty brother to i actually i think professor x was a sporty guy until he kind of lost the use of his limbs and then kane marco was the kind of like jealous brother who found the the crimson uh the the ruby of Sidorak. Um but yeah, yeah, interesting. That's a yeah, that's going to be a good title as well. I mean, Marvel's got a whole heap of stuff. Um, speaking of which, I guess we go down to some Moon Knight-related news. Um, Chad, uh, how about the first one? Do you want to take the first one? Um, and actually, before you do, uh, maybe because this is a combined Mooney missive, we actually got something from a Looney. Do you want to read that one out first? He he kind of. Yeah, this one's from uh, Chris Kelly, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So this one's directed at you. I know you're not big on the fan casting thing, which is smart, lol. It's fun, but ultimately just stresses me out. But I thought you may be interested in this interview of Oliver Jackson Cohen, my number one fan pick for Beloved Moon Knight. He's actually asked straight out about Moon Knight casting. I hope he's just playing coy. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, it's the uh, YouTube link to the interview. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a big thanks also as well to High Priest Rebecca. She posted it up on our group as well. Did you manage to see the video, Chad? Yeah, I watched some of it. Yeah. It was, I was at work at the time, but now yeah, I pulled it up for a few. Yeah. What do you think, Lot? Um, I think that if he bulked up a bit, he could do a real good job. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously his, his accent's a little bit off, but you know, yep. vocal coach and yeah. bam, it's fixed. Exactly. I, th- I think physically as well. I mean, the first time I was introduced to him was, I think, um, I think it was Rebecca who showed, showed me the photos and he is super buff. Like he, he, like in that, whatever role he had. So he must be like Chris Hemsworth oh. where he slims uh, down. Haunting of Hill House. Oh, you've actually seen it's, him act as well? I've not yeah, seen it's, uh, yeah, it's a Netflix series, and they're actually going to be doing a next season. Okay. So. W- was he was he good in it, or? Um, oh, no. Intermittently. 
like he he doesn't get enough spotlight in my opinion (laughs) okay okay yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Invisible Man, which is what he's been promoting, which is what you see in the in the YouTube um, or in the interview. Um, it looks just really, that just looks like really cool. I think it looks well made. I know some of it's done in Australia, but uh, Elizabeth Moss, I think is her name. Uh, yeah. I think she's great in The Handmaid's Tale. And uh, and if he's a villain then, that, that would be pretty cool. She was actually in Us. Oh, she as, was as well. Uh, so, like, there's the primary family, and then there's, like, the hoity-toity, like, mm-hmm. other family across the lake. Yeah. And the psychotic, like, chud version of herself, she just nails that. Wow. Really creepy. Nice. I've got to see us. Um, doesn't that have uh, the actress from Black Panther as well? She's on the cover, right? She's on the, yeah. uh, the poster. Yeah. That's her, and Umbaku is the husband. Oh. Oh, wow. Welcome to Wakanda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she's actually in a, an Aussie horror film as well, which looks really cool. I missed it in the cinemas. She was Where she's up... leading all the kids around yeah. in the zombie. Yeah. yeah. It's like a comedy slash zombie thing. It looks so cool. Um because it's a bit looks lighthearted, yeah. And I just remember her. I think she's covered in blood, and they want to touch it and lick it. And she, no, 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 no. It's not. <laughs> it's like, or you know, or she's saying it's jam or something. You know, it was, uh, yeah. I, I think she's a good actor. Um, so uh, kind yeah. of, it kind of felt like a show of the dead almost, but kindergarten. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I've forgotten the name of it, but I'm going to have to look it up, and uh, I'm sure it's released now to rent. I've got to give it a go. Probably. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that was the Oliver Jackson Cohen. Sorry, I was a bit lazy there on the prompt sheet. Just gave him the one surname. Oliver Jackson Cohen. Uh, yeah, I, I think he... I haven't seen him act. Um, I think look, look-wise, look again, yeah, I think he... Um, yeah, I think he can do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really into the fan casting, but, yeah, you're right. Um he looks the part, a bit of voice acting, voice coaching, um, you know, sweet. Uh, it's, it's all good. Um, the other big pit, bit of news here, Loonies, is uh, Newsarama, as always, released their solicitations for the uh, the next month, which is May. Um, you know, they release them uh, a bit in advance, so the May solicits came out. And Avengers 34, some pretty juicy covers there to um to lap up uh so for moon Knight. and i'll just read the synopsis here um very exciting the age of conchu an empowered godlike moon knight has just saved the world from fiery ruin now an army of mummies and moon priests begin to reshape the world in the image of ancient egypt but where does that leave the avengers broken imprisoned or on the run in the moonlit streets of new the uh how do you say? Is it Thebes? New Thebes City. Thebes. Thebes. Thebes City. I was about to ask, but it just answered the question there at the end, because you know how the Jeff Lemire had welcomed to New Egypt, and mm-hmm. he had in his story how New York was converted into an Egypt of sorts, albeit in the mind of, of Mark Spector. I was wondering if... Jason Aaron would be tapping into that. Um, how do you see this unfolding, this age of Conchu? It looks big, the epicness of it. So I had this 
like theory going a while ago that is proven wrong now um just the whole like coming apocalypse of uh the black winter for uh thor for galactus all that yeah and you know that's obviously turning into the uh big tie-in with dc so i don't know what this is going to entail Mm. yeah i wonder if there's going to be some parallel with dc then you know, you mentioned about the um, the Black Winter, and and the, the publishers always seem to do things in parallel. I wonder if there's some sort of tie. I don't know. I don't know much DC, well, so. So basically, the DC universe is ending. Oh. And yeah, spoilers. Um, <laughs> some lineage. No. All this. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm being a dick here. Spoilers. Uh, DC Universe is ending, and basically only some of the Justice League is making it out. Okay. And they're making a literal tie-in with the Marvel Universe. What? Yeah. Really? Perpetua has like started to shut things off and just... The entire universe was basically given a vote and it's like, Hey, would you want this like tyrant to just snuff you all out? Or do you want to go ahead and like stand up against her? And basically the combined willpower just kind of faltered across the universe. Wow. Um, this sounds big and I guess I'm, I might as well put some spoiler note in the, um, the show notes. Yeah. Uh, just idea. in case, sorry, uh, sorry, any loonies who may be listening to this, um, I wouldn't say live, or there probably a couple of them, but anyway, wow, okay, uh, well this one, yeah, I've got, I've really got no idea, I'm just so out of touch with the, the thing, I, 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 if, if anything from the connection from Serpent War, there, there must be some connection between the worm and maybe Conchu, well, the worm, Conchu and Set, really, um, we'll have to know what's happening. I think I think they've released it already. The Conan title um, is it the Battle for the Serpent Crown, or it's a mini series as well that's come out. I think it's the direct um, kind of sequel to Serpent Wars. So um, we did mm. see the Worm Crown at the end of Serpent yeah. War with Cull the Conqueror, or he was called Cull the Destroyer there. Um, which is, is yeah. either or, but um, yeah. So I'm assuming it's it's part of that kind of um, angle for Moon Knight, but we'll have to wait and see because that's where obviously that's where Moon Knight has recently received his um, godlike powers from um, from that series, which is very interesting as well. I want to see what what that in involves because we've seen just little hints of it in that series. It, he makes some crescent blade. He can somehow see... I think he can see dead people. He mentions that towards the yeah. end. Like, Khonshu giving him directions to, like, what was it, draw from the moons of the past yes. and the moons of all the, like, present and what more may will, be or may be. will be. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. Which means, well, he might have a hold over past, present, and future. So, um which, Which again, would, would make a lot of sense yes. towards remaking all of New York into being New Egypt. Yep, true. And uh, a subtle tie there with um, whether intentional or not with Cullen Bunn's uh, annual with Kang 
and him time traveling as well. So um, there you go, loonies. Connect the dots. Uh, also, as well in the May solicits, we have a, a facsimile edition of Werewolf by Night, issue 32, where it all began. Um, going for three ninety nine. I thought these facsimile editions were like one ninety nine US. They've bumped it up to normal price now. Anyway, um, it's a reprint of, of issue 32. Um, for Moon Knight fans, it's probably well-tread well, um, territory. You know what what's in it. Um, but it might be fun to just have a copy of it, like as a floppy, you know, a facsimile. Because they, they go for a mint now, don't they? So have you got one, 32? <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah. I miss that boat as well, but I know a lot of loonies have it, which, um, which well done. That's great. I mean... That's cool. I've got a lot of it in reprint. <laughs> so um, there you go. Um, before we yeah. drop like the uh, you know solicits, um, just wanted to point out that there's going to be a new Werewolf by Night series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the Black Eyed Peas guy. Yeah. Yeah, Taboo. Mm. And it's a, a very different... I think that's coming out in April, right? Um, yeah. As well. Um, very different. Uh, it's not Jack Russell. It's uh, it's based on Native American. Um, a I think it's Jake. His name's Jake. I can't yeah. I don't remember his last name. Uh, but that will be quite interesting again as well. There seems to be a lot of interest in this, which feeds the speculation of a horror element to Moon Knight in the TV show, um, or they could just be, you know, just. Um, riding off the back of Moon Knight. Okay, he's going to be popular. He's been associated with horror. Let's just do the horror. Because there have been a lot of releases, a lot of reprints, a lot of omnibuses on um, the Marvel classic horror as well. So, you know, I don't know. Um, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm reaching there, Chad. Just... Well, it seems like there's a lot of, you know, horror-related tie-ins, lots of, like, touching in on the, like, older 80s, like classics, mm. yeah. That was kind of the heyday for horror. Yeah. Have you Have you read any um, Tomb of Dracula? I've heard that's very good. So I've been reading Tomb of Dracula in correlation with the uh, Tomb of Ideas podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, do you, are you enjoying it? I love those guys. It's great. Yeah. Oh no, I mean the the comic it, as well. Yeah. Um, Tim of Dracula is, I know, it seems like there's always like a deus ex machina, like, mm-hmm. a, hey, we're just going to usher this along to this next story that we have planned and this and yeah. this and this. Um, I don't know, but that's with the Tim of Dracula. There's yeah. other titles in there that are pretty good that mm-hmm. aren't so, uh, railroaded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean a lot of the I've read a lot of Werewolf by Night as well. I've read the first complete collection, which has been really enjoyable. Doug Mensch, um, Mike Plug art is I reckon really brilliant. Um, but there's yeah, it's just that kind of era of writing, you, you know, very different from today's. And um, there's just a sense of I don't want to say like innocence, but there's just a particular structure to it, um, which is a lot of you know just a lot of fun, um, a lot of dated bits to it as well. But um, yeah, I yeah. But I haven't read any Tomb of Dracula. I'd love to. So um, I think they've released some hardcovers of them. So um, or the complete collection. So that could be worth checking out. Um, also, finally, before we get into our review, Chad, there's just a couple of things here. 
just a spec to call out. Um, again, just just a shout out, just to let you know, loonies, what's happening in and around our community. Uh, next week, hoping to have released our next monthly installment of our audio drama, the uh, hunt for not Red October, the hunt for Conchu's Golden Scepter. It's ramping up. We're up to episode nine, I think, Chad, and you've got a you've got a part in there as well. I might just have a little, uh, uh, you know, we'll put a pin in it there, Chad, um, during the ad break. Um, just some really cool bits. I'll, I'll just fill you in on because uh, I've been working away at it. <laughs> so you'll be happy to know that your your burp has made its way in there in full force. It's great. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that will be out next week. Hopefully I've done, you know, I've started editing, just got to do some refinements. I'm very excited to release that. Hope everyone's been enjoying that. And I thought just today, I thought I'd release a, a poll on Twitter uh, just to get some feedback for some loonies and, and a chance to, um, you know, dip your toe in it as well. And I, I put up a, a poll asking... How would you want to see this series end? Um, there's still plenty of parts to go. We're up to part nine, and I think it's going to be at least maybe a 24 part. I've written up to 13. Um, there's plenty still to explore. Chad, I've got big plans for you. <laughs> for you, don't, don't you worry. Uh, and you've actually you've been missing as well, which is a, a real shame. Um, I, you know, um, in the serial, um, I've got to write oh, yeah. you in. I've got to write you in more. Um, because a big, big character there. Um, anyway, no, no spoilers. Uh, will be released next week. What's, uh, what's happened to Chad? For those that have followed. Anyway, uh, yes, I'll put a poll up there on Twitter. Do you want to see a happy ending? In the literal sense, let's not let's not go down that road. Um, a sad ending, or do you want a, a cliffhanger? Um, and Chad, uh, you voiced your opinion. Did you? No. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and what? It, well, yes. Yeah, sorry, I was down for a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so far, I think it's a hundred percent cliffhangers. So that's pretty cool. Um, which kind of means, hopefully, people would want something in the way of a new arc after it, which which is kind of exciting. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave it, leave it hanging. Maybe potential to do more. I don't know. So. Um, yeah, no, very exciting. Uh, so, yeah, have a look on Twitter, on our Twitter page. Uh, vote. What do you reckon? Uh, if you haven't heard the episodes, if you're recently, if you're new, um, just look uh, in our previous back catalogue. Uh, and I think the latest one, episode eight, because we've stopped releasing them as single kind of episodes, um, you'll have to check out on episode 132, I believe, which is not that long ago. 131. Anyway, I'll have to let you know. Numbers. Numbers. Who who needs them? Why are they? Why are they even here? <laughs> no one wants you numbers. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, oh no, a couple other things. T Public as well. I just want to announce as well that um we've re-released all the designs there, albeit the episode 101, which was a limited edition. Uh, so all the other designs have been put up there, uh, available. So please check it out, T Public, um, to get your ITK merchandise, whether in clothing, mug form, sticker, magnet, tote bag, pillow. You can have a cushion, Chad. You can snuggle up to to Conchu. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but how about leggings? I need leggings. 
<laughs> leggings okay i'll make a note <laughs> we'll we'll get that happening um but check it out in the show notes it's always there uh, just click on the link and um yeah show your support for the show that'd be great and finally look i'm i'm going on a on a whirlwind tour you'll i'll be on a fair few podcasts in the in the fair few months uh, up and coming months um one of them is Penny Dreadful. So speaking of horror, Chad, have you watched the Penny Dreadful series, episodes, seasons? I watched the stuff that's on Netflix. I yep. am looking forward to the stuff that's coming out on Hulu. Mm. Yeah, um, City of Angels. Yeah. Yeah. I I really love uh, Josh Hartnett's character in that series. Mm, Ethan Chan. The uh, werewolf. Yeah. yeah, he's very good. Oh, they're all good. Oh, man, we... um. So anyway, sorry, Loonies, I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I will be guesting on TV Podcast Industries, that magnificent podcast um, hosted by Derek, John, and Chris. Uh, they do fantastic work reviewing TV shows and movies uh, and some comics as well. But um, we get into Penny Dreadful. We're going to go through a retrospective of seasons one to three um, that will come out progressively in the lead up to City of Angels in April or late April. So um, be on the lookout for that as well. Anyway, Chad, I think it is time. Why don't we uh, go to a quick break? We'll listen to a couple of ads. And when we come back, we will start our Lunar Pick reviews. So catch you then. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, episode 134. I am with the power of Chad, 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 Chad. I'll just say that so I don't have to edit it <laughs> later, Chad. I'll just add the effects there. Um, Chad, we are here for a Lunapic review. Are you ready, my good sir? I think so. Excellent. That's what I want to hear. Chad is very excited to go through this Brian Michael Bendis, just like all of us. So anyway, loonies, it is, and I'm going to, I'm going to put my hand up and say my bad. It's a waning crescent tonight. If you look up into the sky, and you're probably looking up into the sky, going, "Hang on, it's a waning crescent. How come they're doing a modern run review?" Because I know everyone knows these phases of the moon and our segments. But I say, yes, I've stuffed up. Um, I've actually put it down as a waxing crescent, which is why we're doing a modern run review. A waning crescent is a classic run review. So, loonies repeat after me, waning, classic, waxing, modern. Get that in your head, Ray. Anyway, we are going to do a modern run review. This is why we need the Golden Scepter, Chad. It's turning our show into, into mud. Anyway... We, we have to find it soon, okay? I'm putting it on you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we um we are doing our Modern Run Review. It is Moon Knight, issue six. Oh, no. Volume six. Get it right, Ray. Come on. Wake up. Here we go. Volume six, issue five. <laughs> um, I don't know why. You're, you're on the weird hours, not me. Um, but I am on the whiskey. 
and it is available <laughs> on Marvel Unlimited Comicsology or the Marvel Store digital store. It's on, available on floppy still. Uh, it was available once in trade paperback. I think that's long out of print. I'm going to be reading it off and again for our Petrunis with the thing. I'm reading it off. I've just taken off the dust jacket. It is the um, the volume one hardcover of the Brian Michael Bendis run. And it's also available, they recently released a complete collection of hardcover as well. So there's plenty of options to check out this issue, this fantastic issue. Chad, um, do you mind giving the details, the credits? Credentials? Credits. Sure. So it was released November 2011. Writer is Brian Michael Bendis. Penciler is Alex Maleev. Inker is Alex Maleev. Colorist is Matthew Wilson. Letterer is the legendary Corey Pettit. And the editor is Tom Brevore. Excellent. And again, for first-time listeners or new listeners, welcome, welcome. Uh, what we usually do, Loonies, is we'll go through our bare bones, what we like to call, um, and that's a synopsis of the issue. This week it will be um, courtesy of Wiki, which I'm very fortunate uh, and then Chad and I will go through our aspects, and generally this could—it's basically a free form—but we will try to address writing, art, themes, characterizations, and any references to other runs. And to cap it all off, we will finish it with a moon rating, and it will be either a vanilla rating or Connoisseur's patented rating system out of ten. So, um, so let's get into it, Chad. Can I also maybe ask you to? Um, Reed, you're, you're very calm, cool, and collected. Um, I'm a bit frazzled today. Would you like to read the bare bones? <laughs> sure. Okay. So, this is courtesy of Wiki. Police have Moon Knight and Maya surrounded. The voices in Mark's head are telling him conflicting information, but Mark is more concerned for Maya. Once in cuffs and taken down to the ground, Mark realizes they're using excessive force. The Wolverine voice inside Mark's head becomes too loud, and he summons Logan to help him break away. Mark successfully grapples away, but Maya is still left behind. The voices in Mark's head, again, give him conflicting information as to whether to run back for Maya or not. However, Maya knocks out a police officer and runs away with a squad car. Mark is smitten. He glides from atop the perch and tails the squad car to land on top of the car and enter. After a car chase and successfully getting away, the two pull over to collect themselves. The two argue on who left whom behind, but they agree that Maya's apartment is no longer safe. The two kiss and she hits Mark repeatedly for payback. Buck picks up Mark from an alley, and Mark tries to defend his evening. Meanwhile, the LA Kingpin flexes his muscle as he successfully helps TikTok walk away with his lawyer while frightening the police. Yes, thank you, Chad. That was the bare bones. A synopsis, a quick rundown of this issue. Now, I guess I've got a few notes here, Chad, but I'm going to open it to you first. Overall impressions, what did you think of this Volume 6, Issue 5 by Brian Michael Bendis? 
So my usual gripe with Bendis is that he fills the panels too much with assorted text bubbles, whether mm-hmm. it's actual like spoken word or you know thoughts, etc. Especially mm-hmm. what should be in like too many thought bubbles in this. It wasn't actually that bad, yeah. um, considering that there was Cap, Spider-Man, Wolverine in Mark's head simultaneously. Um, that was my opinion. Mm-hmm. It could have been a lot worse because that's literally <laughs> what I have a problem with. Yes. Um, with the content, that wiki didn't cover the fact that the police were trying to take a selfie with a detained mm. mark. And that changes the color dramatically. That's a good point. Yeah. Also, Maya didn't invite any kind of contact with Mark. It was really not okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So her punching him a few times, uh, yeah, it was warranted. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know, totally, totally agree as well. What I will say with that, though, was um, upon first reading as well, I guess it's a nuance that you'd really have to pick up in the art because there's no word, like there's the two panels, right, of them like looking at each other in profile and then of them kissing. And at first I thought it was a mutual thing. But then if you look closely, it's obviously Mark going forward and Maya, because you can see her lips like, which is really well drawn. You can see her lips like not moving like with his, his kiss and she's kind of gone back a bit as well. But um, I didn't pick that up at first. I thought that that was um, just them kind of kissing. Um, but obviously her reaction kind of spells out what had happened there as well. Uh, yeah, very interesting. I I, um, I don't know. Again, I'd have to say reading the whole the entirety of, of Bendis' run, I find a lot more enjoyable than reading issue to issue, which which is the way it was released, you know, per month. Because uh, for me, writing-wise, I look, I put in the notes of writing, it was it was very simple. And again, nothing much happened. Like, so there, there were a few instances, there were a few little snapshots of this um, relationship between Mark and Maya. And the thing I found most interesting was towards the end with Detective Hall and TikTok because I think Bendis actually does a a, a good interrogation scene. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I didn't feel totally fulfilled with the issue. Um, yeah, it just it just feels like a it really does feel like a a fragment of a story uh, rather than something. And I know this serial like a monthly comic book you can argue that they all are fragments but i mean as in something that really is rounded and has a a sense of kind of i don't know closure and and there's enough in there to be a self-contained story itself um yeah so i I found that kind of lacking in this um and i'll put in here my notes it was writing wise it was made up of moments so there's very kind of bendacy there are just there's just little moments like uh, two things I'll point out. The, the one with Maya and Mark, obviously, um, and they're just talking or arguing about who got who into trouble with the cops. You know, they bicker about that for a bit. And then over the course of three pages, then it's Mark um, kissing Maya. 
and then then it kind of goes and so it's about their relationship as one um buck like there's a, a totally i think pointless little page of him with this woman talking about Alison Blair, who I have no idea who who that person is, um, and it seems at the end of it that she she's trying to kind of crack onto him because she believes he's part of Stephen Grant's entourage and it can somehow uh, advance. Maybe, maybe she's an actor, a budding actor. I don't know. That's the sense that I got from it. But at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with anything, and it didn't really reveal any insight to me on Buck at all. And then the next scene you see Buck pick up Mark and it's like, well, this has nothing to do with what happened before. It's just actually a scene of Buck getting the phone call. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. And then and then finally the interrogation scene was at the end, but that was a couple of pages. And um, and that was kind of interesting. I thought there were a, a couple of things there, which um, I'll, I'll, you know, get discussed with you. Um, but yeah, how about writing? Anything, Chad, that you find with the writing... Um, of note or something that probably wasn't present? Uh, I didn't see a lot of the other voices in Mark's head when he gets picked up by Maya. Didn't that, seem exactly right. That stopped, didn't it? It seemed like it was just used at the beginning as, um, I guess, incentive for him to escape. But, yeah, they just disappeared. Uh, is it because they were? Is it because they're all smitten with Maya? Like, you know, that they're all happy. Kind of does make sense. I mean, each one had a different, like, point of view saying, oh, yeah, she's nice. Mm. Like, Wolverine liked that she was using excessive force, and Cap liked her agency. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man liked that she was, you know, talking back to him. Yeah. Well... It's an interesting point. I didn't actually pick up that each of the identities had that kind of attraction towards her. Um, my One of the points I'll jump down to, um, to themes, I guess. I put under themes, one of the main points of this story was the re- relationship between Mark and Maya. And um, it's an interesting point that you say that the identities had that kind of differing attraction to Maya. But for Mark to have an overall attraction to her, I don't know, did you find that... Did you have any uh, opinion of that? I, I thought it was a bit strange and a bit out of character for him. Like, to have someone who is quite abusive towards him. Um, well, I mean, how many times has Marlene stabbed him? Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. But I, I still see I still see Marlene as a vastly different character to Maya, in a sense. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But... Marlene hasn't had to deal with, like, how do I put this? Marlene doesn't have an active disability. And she comes from a moneyed family. She comes from, you know, just, Mm. like, everything's set up for her. Mm -hmm. The biggest disability she has is Mark. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I actually sometimes forget, and and Mark does say it in the issue. I sometimes forget about Echo. But yeah, she is she is deaf. You know, that's one of her, her things, um, which could explain why she's really taken aback by by Mark. But it's not like he kind of kissed, tried to kiss her, 
when she wasn't looking, you know what I mean? They were looking at each other full on. So she, and she kind of, there's a bit of flirting happening. I mean, you're not as uh, as cute as you think you are. You know, those sorts of, that sort of kind of remark um, could be taken, obviously, uh, in a different way. But um, And the previous issue was her inquiring about him, just like, has anyone dated Moon Knight? Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, regardless of Mark not knowing what, you know, of her asking that, there is an interest that yeah. she has in him. Um, but I found it very interesting that he seems to be smitten and he gets the crap punched out of him, from, from which I think was, I don't know, um, I, I, the way it was drawn looked excessive. Like, you know, it was it was high red colours. Um, he was, you know, there were blood, mid-air blood clouds coming from his face and stuff. Um, but he still smiles and he's like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, it's almost as if he's turned on by it. Um, and I don't know, I just found that a little out of character for Mark as well. Um, really? Out of yeah. character for Mark to be into violence? Well, not, not from people that he's like, I guess attracted attracted to. Um, really? Yeah, I, mean, I guess I always because I always see Marlene as um, although she's very capable and she's very you know she's quite um, quite a, a strong individual in her own right. There is obviously that kind of um, back catalogue of her, you know, being shown in lingerie all the time. Every, every time she appears, she's kind of beckoning Mark back to the bedroom, which, you know, is not... Squeaky not, velvet. Squeaky velvet, which I'm not saying is what she should be, but unfortunately the legacy of that carries on um, into into how her character has developed. So to me, Mark's kind of... I wouldn't say he's into, like, the meek, like, submissive... Um, you know, individual, but I don't know. I just don't see him as into... Has he had any other Tigra? Okay. Actually, maybe Tigra. She's quite... Uh, <laughs> you're right. She had a bit of a... He had a bit of a fling with her. She's not exactly... Yeah. Um, I can't really think of anyone else that he's had a... Um, romantic was... connection to. I forgot her name, but she was like a very pragmatic businesswoman in the classic run. Uh, I think her last name was like Stone or something like that. Okay. And trying to remember what actually happened with it, but she basically took none of Mark's scuff and just kind of like, yeah. Oh, look, Playboy's back. Yeah. Actually, you're right, and I'm actually thinking I may have to retract everything I've said. Um, stained glass, Scarlet, as well. Uh, there's a really weird relationship there. Uh, she stabs him, throws him into the sea, and he's still kind of into her. <laughs> I guess that's um, <laughs> I guess I guess that kind of argues the point. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well. Anyway, that was that is what I I kind of gleaned from it, and I guess then having talked that through, Chad, I guess Bendis is consistent then with how it depicts Mark in this... Uh, just off the bat, though, I, I thought it was... But no, he, it, it's actually consistent with his other stuff. Um, I thought writing-wise as well, I put a nice use of the cape. I thought that was pretty nifty. Uh, the little action scene where he throws it and it covers the windscreen of the police. Um, 
uh, you know, haven't really don't really see him use the cape like that very often. So I thought that was quite innovative of, of Bendis. I mean, it's not totally an original thing, but from Moon Knight, it's pretty cool. Um, now, also as well, what have I got here? Characterize. Oh, okay, I'm going to jump to characterize. You're talking about the police, right? And um, yeah. and the selfie. Now they also make mention. They also sound as if they don't know what kind of like. Um, Oliver Jackson Cohen. They don't know what a Moon Knight is, <laughs> you know. Um, but he has been on the West Coast. He was a West Coast Avenger. Surely, people on the West Coast would know who Moon Knight is. If he's been an Avenger, surely they would know who he is. I mean, if, sure, he was a secret Avenger, but he's been a West Coast Avenger. So I thought that was a little strange. Not to mention, I'm pretty sure there's ghost stories of, you know, vigilante that likes to throw weird shaped darts at people yeah exactly. it's not like he leaves you know pristine people to just be like oh that was weird no mm. he like he has frenchie making rounds around people with cannons pointed yeah, it's like <laughs> exactly exactly that, some notoriety he leaves criminals with crescents burnt into their heads i mean or carved out of their heads a little bit of notoriety there i'd, I'd think you know You'd think the um, NYPD would be speaking at least to the LAPD about this crazy guy. But anyway, um, and yeah, just from writing, yeah, I, I think we've covered most of the points. I found the most interesting the interrogation scene. Oh yeah, but with the interrogation scene here, another bit of writing. I think a bit of loose writing from Bendis. TikTok. Now remind me again, Chad. Why is it called TikTok? What is his superpower? His superpower is he can see the immediate future. Mm -hmm. And basically, he sees multiple timelines, but just within a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. The way he was played in the interrogation scene, he was almost about to sing to the cops about who his boss was. Wouldn't he have known that he would have been picked up by the lawyer? Like, wouldn't he have known that he's pretty safe? So Bendis, who created this character, should know more than anyone that TikTok would be, if, if anything, he'd be cocky. Yeah? Can I also say that he looks like Bendis? <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. I know. So what's happening? I mean, for the sake of writing, Bendis must have just foregone that ability. Actually, the ability that was the whole point of Detective Hall being so angry at TikTok, you know, and trying to get this info from him. So I found that a little a little poor in that sense. Um, yeah, it, it ended up running as more of a generic interrogation scene, whereas it could, have been a, it could have been played a whole lot more interesting with TikTok knowing what Detective Hall was going to say or, you know, preparing him and, you know, stuff like that. So, so that with writing. Now with art, Chad... Um, any notes here? Any any thoughts on the art in particular by Alex Maleev? I really love Alex Maleev's art. Just mm. I didn't have a problem with anything except for Mark's facial hair. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Like the mustache is a little bushy for Mark. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's been having a rough trot. Maybe he's just like always oh, forgotten the um, the big razor forgotten his hand his shaver uh look i thought um again just comparing it with maleev's work in daredevil 
And this could be an intentional thing. Um, with this run, not only just this issue, but it's been a lot more scratchy, a lot more um, stylized to me, um, to what he has done uh, in, in Daredevil. So I just noticed that more and more, and, and it seems... Um, I love the way that he portrays Mark, especially when he's all, all white and the, the cape is flowing and it's just really fluent and organic, um, which is really great. But sometimes, I don't know, it just seems that he's, I, I wouldn't say rushing it, but he's, it's a more sketched style than his other ones. Um, he inks it as well. So the ink is heavy as well in, in, in as well. Um, yeah. Mm, so just something I noted. Um, and there's a nice splash page of Mark soaring over the cops. You know that one? Um, yeah. And just for the benefit of those that may be watching... Petrunis. Um, hailing from Petrunus. That one there. It's pretty cool. Again, a little um, a little nod to the old... Stylized. Yeah, but the, the nod to the Sienkiewicz kind of... He started it with a crescent-shaped cape, you know, just but more in the moon jet style which is pretty cool um i actually put bendis's i thought he was one of the cops because he's he's notorious for putting himself in like his comics um Mm -hmm. in a scene and uh rightly so he could easily be tiktok but there's a, a bald cop at the beginning on page two um i thought that was him as well he looking straight into the camera so to speak um so let me again pick that up for the benefit of those that do have visuals. You probably see it there. Um, there he is. I don't know if it is him or not. I mean, he's bald, so. <laughs> the Bendis Let's is not see. Only... Page two. Yeah. yeah, I could see that being Bendis. Yeah. Although his cheeks are a little pudgy to be Bendis in yeah. this year. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, he doesn't look exactly like Bendis, but <clears throat> again, I'm just pulling it because he's bald. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and what I've noticed as well, just from reading a lot of Superman Bendis at the moment, <clears throat> and I'll have to reread the Daredevil ones to see, I noticed with the layouts, and it must be Bendis, or Maleev actually, that does it, um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of <clears throat> panels that go across the two pages, you know what I mean? Where you have to read across the entire two pages um, as you go down, uh, as opposed to reading just vertically down on one page and then vertically down on the other. So I, I don't know, just something I picked up. Um, it's not good or bad. It's just a, a style, which I think's quite interesting. Um, it can be a little annoying if it's in digital because you have to yeah. kind of go to landscape all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, now, themes. Now, as I mentioned, I think the main theme was Mark and Maya's relationship. That seemed to be the most... You could argue there's a bit of a theme with Mark and Buck, but even then, despite what the synopsis says, Buck doesn't seem too annoyed at having to pick up Mark at all. Um, I think a more prevalent theme than just individual relationships is that Mark is entirely, like, dependent on all of his relationships. Mm. Because, yes. you know, other heroes, they just kind of do their thing, and they've done it for so long that they just kind of have the routine. Mm. While Moon Knight has had, you know, 
Frenchie in his routine for so long. Mm. He has Frenchie do everything. Yes. And so without that camaraderie, he turns to Maya. Without that tech, without that backup, he turns to Buck. Yeah. It's funny because it's such a, a, a contrast, isn't it? Because he's seen always as the lone wolf. Um, not really want to be a, a team player, but even in the Mensch run and the classic, the classic run throughout, he is very reliant on his on his family, which that he calls it in the Mensch run, is his supporting cast, his his close friends. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that that is a good point. It, it does pick up here, like he does rely on Buck. Um, and I'll jump to the references to other runs. He does reference Frenchie, as you mentioned, because um, Buck asks, you know, did you have someone? that did this for you before? before and he goes yeah he said we didn't really get on that well we don't get on that well now um which i think is a reference to the houston run obviously because there was a massive fallout um around that time or off panel before the houston run um so yeah but frenchy does get an indirect mention over here as well uh and the other theme as well chad i think can I, I think, put a yeah. halt on that real quick? Okay, yeah, sure, um, sure. It's worse than that. Um, in the comic, Buck asks, hey, where's the other guy? Is he, did he die or something? Mm. And Moon Knight straight up says, I don't know. I oh. hope he's not dead. Oh, really? In, in this he's issue? That in the dark that he doesn't know I think whether so. or I not hope so. he's dead. Yeah. Well, that that's actually, yeah. I didn't pick that up, but you're right. Um, so they've really, if anything, it implies that they've really distanced themselves, that they really, he doesn't really know what's going on with Frenchie, which we need more Frenchie, right, you know? Yeah. He's a dude. What is that issue, Chad? Do you know it, where he goes it alone? Uh, he fights Killer Shrike by himself? It's in Mark Spector. Uh, 38 yeah. or something. Um... I don't remember. Like there was that week where I just read everything in Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, what was that? It's a great thing about that's going to bother me. <laughs> You're going to have a, look, a little look up, um, but yeah. So a reference there, Frenchie. We need more French. I hope we see more Frenchie in the new series that we will get later on. Um, I hope we do. Um, Yes, so the other, there's a very interesting point there, Chad, of course, as well. Um, 2011 this was, and so this was followed up by the Warren Ellis run where French, I can't remember, is Frenchie featured in that at all? Um, um, briefly, but not briefly. anything serious. It's just with uh, the wannabe... Um, Black Spectre. Oh, Starts yes. interviewing all of his... Cons- like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we need, we need, we need Frenchie back happening. It's, um, he's, been, he's popped up in the Bemis run as a zombie. Uh, <laughs> well, kind of a zombie. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was well, a I, sloppy retcon. Yeah, I, I just want... Yeah, I want, I want more... I want more of his supporting cast, like, as a staple, you know what I mean? He's been very much on his own for a while. Um, yeah, so 
get them back. Uh, and the other theme was L.A. Kingpin, this sway that he has over the police I put down. Um, again, it's, it only crops up at the very end, um, but we know who that is, right? There's no mystery because it was revealed, right? I'm getting that right, wasn't it? He was revealed in silhouette, but everyone can tell who it was. Let me just quickly look at the previous issues. Um, I'm pretty sure... Like the um the employer of uh, of the night shift. Oh no, that was no. Anyway, no spoilers. We know. Oh, I thought we did see him. Okay, maybe not. Why are you misleading the loonies? <sighs> no, see, it, <laughs> this is a problem of when you've read it all right and you. You, t you get things mixed up now of when things occur. Um, anyway, okay. So the LA Kingpin is still a mystery. But, you know, this is an old run. We know who it is, don't we, Chad? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Count, uh, Count Nefaria. Um, is that his, how do you pronounce his name? The guy with the monocle. He's, uh, he's pulling the strings behind it all. And uh, he and Mark have a showdown later on. Pretty sure it's him. I sh I'm going to look at this. Sorry, Loonies, you're going to have to bear with me. I'm pretty sure we see a silhouette of him and his monocle at some point. So it's not really pointed out that it's him, but you know it is him. Yeah, there he is. End of issue two. That one. So he, he employs... Okay. Yeah. He employs... Um, God, I even forgot her name. She She's heading night shift. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so Dance Macabre. Yes, that's a one. Oh no, no, she's uh, she was the one in the grey suit. Um, that got that kind of offed, I think. Anywho, anywho, so there's this apparently a mystery, but we all know who it is. So, um, again, my Except point. Me. <laughs> so I guess my point is the themes run pretty. Um, there's not much here. You could argue the fact uh, that it could be a bit of a statement. Of the uh, the LAPD police, you know, the LAPD with the the phones, and all that, rightly so. Almost like there's corruption. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, unheard of, unheard of. Uh, and look, finally, we'll wrap it up here, um, Chad, with uh, characterizations. Like, are these people true to how they've been portrayed in the past? Um, I I will raise a question again, Chad. Wolverine, Cap, and Spider Man. Is there any real reason why they can't be Lockley, Grant, Inspector in this issue? No. No. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I harp on that endlessly. I don't see why this had to be a thing at all. Mm. Other than Bendis trying to pull in... I mean, they are the popular characters. Other than Bendis using them as a gimmick. Yeah. I don't see them any different. Um, I'm just trying to recall if there's any reason why Mark would have to dredge up these characters as his alters, opposed to his others. I don't. I don't see. Um, don't see why. Maybe he misses New York. Maybe that's why he's conjured them up while he's in LA. I don't know. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Uh, also, Maya. Chad, I don't know how much you know about Maya. Is this true to her character? Like, she's so... She's actually quite... I found it, again, as I mentioned, quite violent when she was towards Mark. 
Um, I know she's an awesome fighter. Like she takes on Daredevil, um, and you know she can. Well, she can take on Daredevil for you know her ability sake. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> what do you mean, Echo? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because oh, because that's of the what t- the messes with echolocation and. I mean, uh, that's entirely his middle ear is the, like his superpower. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah, true. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, just a question on on how you know violent or whatever or how her character is. I'm not too familiar with her other than from the Daredevil run. I know she's done a bit more than that um, in the Avengers and such. Uh, the other characterization, yeah, mentioned before about he was in the West Coast Avengers. How do they not know him? And, um, yeah, Detective Hall at the end, he makes mention, his last line is something like, Moon Knight, it's all up to him now. Now, again, do or do they not, or do they know about Moon Knight? Because the police at the beginning don't seem to know about Moon Knight. Maybe the detective does. But then, I didn't understand that ending, though, totally, Chad. Um, So TikTok gets taken away by the lawyers and... Detective Hall's superior says, you know, we're going to have to let them go. And then um, and then Detective Hall says, well, it's all up to Moon Knight now. Um, is that him just losing faith, in the, losing faith in the police force, I guess? But then why is it up to Moon Knight? Like, you, you know what I mean? Is he the only superhero it's... in yeah, L.A.? In L.A.? Probably not, considering... Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure this time period... Uh, what's his face? Angel. The Angel of Vengeance is down there. Angel? Like Warren Worthington? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Angel of Vengeance? What? Archangel? Yeah. Oh. I, I, his I think... street name was the Angel of Vengeance. It's like... Oh. Really? Come on. <laughs> I love that character, but I unfortunately I haven't followed him. I love Archangel. I think he's, a, he's got a cool design. So, but yeah, I didn't know he was in LA around this time. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess, shall we wrap this up then, Chad? Um, unless you have any other points you want to make mention about this issue? Not offhand. No. Um, trying to think of anything. No? No. Yeah. Cool. Well, how about we go give I this a... Sorry? No. Go ahead. <laughs> how about we go give this a good old-fashioned moon rating? Um, Chad, have you got a score prepared? What would you give I this? do not have a score prepared because I didn't want to think on it too much without talking it through. Ah, okay. Well, how about... I'll give you a little time to think. I'll give mine... Look, I went for a 4 out of 10. It's a bit harsh, it may seem. But I firmly believe, and I reiterate again, this works better if you read at least the, the first six issues together. You know, you know, it's part of a greater whole. Um, as a standalone issue, I think there's not much substance to it, unfortunately. It, it really feels like you're coming in at the middle of a movie and, and you're leaving before the end of the movie. Um, and yeah, so in that sense, it's not as satisfying. So it, it falls under the, the pass mark of the five. So I'm giving that a telephone moon 
rating 4 out of 10. Uh, the artwork is good. Um, I, I prefer the Maleve in Daredevil, um, that sort of art. Um, I can understand if Maleve is doing this intentionally to have that scratchy kind of um, represent Moon Knight in a different light, but I do love the way he, he um, represents Moon Knight in this um, pretty cool with the, the flowing cape, cape reminiscent of, I think it's Jerome Apeña from the Benson run after Houston. Very um, memorable. But 4 out of 10. Uh, how about yourself, Chad? What would you give this? Like, I want to give it a 4 out of 10, but <laughs> I, I really do like the art. I, yeah, sure. No, I it mean, does that's, it for yeah, of course. It's, it's personal taste, so... But the content, yeah, I'd say it's a 4 out of 10 telephone moon. Telephone moon? Okay, let me look. The patented Connor Shoe uh, <laughs> system. Uh, a big thanks to Connor Shoe for all the great work on this rating system. It is proven a hit, a hit, I tell you. 4 out of 10, an average of 4 out of 10 from us loonies. Um, I forgot, again, my bad put it up to you know just being a little busy um to the discussion thread so there's no real feedback but let us know what you think of this issue loonies issue five um just drop it in the group or on the page or on twitter what do you reckon um is it is it worth more than four out of ten or um are we being too generous <laughs> up to you um so yeah looking forward to hearing any um any feedback from that uh this issue Anyway, Chad, that wraps us up for this show. Thank you so much for for coming on our Strange Hour, um, but it's been great catching up. Hey, <laughs> Strange Hour. It's like I woke up at like seven twenty today. Okay, yeah, no, fair enough. Actually, having said that, um, one of the hosts from TV Podcast Industries. Uh, Chris, he was going to travel to Japan for a work arrangement, but because of the coronavirus, he hasn't been allowed to go there. But um, apparently, he still has to carry on his work, so he's working off Japan time over in Ireland. So he's um, waking up in the wee hours of the morning to start work, and he it's unfortunate as well because I think he does a lot of conferencing. Uh, so his wife obviously wouldn't appreciate that. So he's thinking, oh, does he have to go into the office, you know, um, and work through the dead of night? Oh, I feel for your hearts out to you, to you, Chris. Um, I hope um, I hope yeah. you can get your schedule sorted and you get used to it at least for the time being. But no, huge thanks, Chad. Uh, it's been awesome. Um, we will hear you again. Chad will re- Chad will return uh, next week in the guise of the serial. Um, very briefly, but Chad is there. Um, but a huge thanks to Chad. Um, Chad, is there anything that you want to you want to plug or shout out? Where people can find um, you? Drop a line or. I mean, there's Angled Time on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The rest is I'm just Chad Jernigan on Facebook. Excellent. You can find me lots of places by those handles. <laughs> And uh, if there are any representatives of Bacardi Dark Rum, Black Rum, please get in contact with Chad. He would love to have you as a sponsor. Have you as a sponsor? So there you go. Shout out yes. to Chad. <laughs> 
Uh, next phase, loonies, thank you for listening. We are going back to a waxing crescent. Now, as I mentioned, I got them mixed up. So, waxing crescent, we are meant to do a modern run review, but we will be doing a classic run. So, we'll be looking back at the Doug Mensch classic run, issue 11, to catch a killer. Um, that will be a fun one. I think it's a one and done, Chad. Um, I know that you've read this. You've probably read, like, you've read all of them. Um, if you remember, I only had a brief look. It's um, Moon Knight cracking down on some heroin drug dealers, and one of them happens to be, you know, a really super strong guy, and he's got, like, a, a sailor cap. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, Creed. I think his name's Creed. Um, and... It's it's not explained why he's so strong, but Moon Knight goes up against him, and yeah, it's a it's you know pretty classic um, old school tale. Maybe he's related to um, Creel. Crusher Creel, yes. Creed Creel could be, might be, could be, could be. Uh, anyway, I, I doubt he turns up again in the Marvel universe. I say. Get Chip Zdarsky to bring him back on. <laughs> Why not? Uh, anyway, so we do that next uh, episode, Loonies, issue 11. So get reading, and uh, I'll put up a discussion post for that. You can leave your comments there. Uh, finally, we are part of the collective, a band of few like-minded podcasts. Awesome shows. Just check them out from uh, the likes of the Inhumans podcast, Adelaide Rising. I listened to their podcast just recently. Capes and Lunatics, those zany, wacky people. A big shout-out to Phil over there doing great work um, on Spider-Man, Deadpool, Quasar, you name it. These guys cover everything. And EMP. Nightwing. Nightwing, yes. <laughs> uh, do you like Nightwing, Chad? Do you follow the books? I think yeah. I've fallen out on reading Nightwing specifically, even though okay. I really like the character. They did that big, you know, he's Rick Grayson thing, and it kind of oh, made okay. me angry. I heard of that. Yeah, that sounded, sounded pretty funny. Uh, look, if anything, Phil, and if you're listening as well, I, um, out of the whole Bat family, I reckon I'm mo- more, most curious on Nightwing, um, Dick Grayson. He seems pretty pretty cool. So there you go. Props props to Phil. Fill me in. Um, and also, yeah, just the likes of, I was going to mention EMP, the Earth's Mightiest podcast. Those guys are are going great guns as well. A big shout-out to um, to Bobby, to Viet, and to Corwin as well, um, doing great stuff. Um, also, you can contact us on email, itkmoonnight at gmail.com, or just check out our um, show notes for the links to Facebook, Twitter. We're all over the place. Um, you can catch Chad, as mentioned, in our, in our group, in the Looney Bin, or on his Angle Time Twitter handle as well. Um, I think that's it. I mean, other than ratings, please rate us if you can. Um, other than that, uh, thank you so much for listening. And as always, loony listeners, may Constu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.